Chapter 3, Part 1 of The Making of a Nation. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Tim Perkins. Study 3 The Criminal and His Relation to Society. The Story of Cain. Genesis chapter 4 verses 1 through 16 Parallel readings include the Historical Bible volume 1 pages 42 through 46 Jenks The Principles of Politics pages 1 through 16 August Drams The Criminal Now in the course of time it came to pass that Cain brought some of the fruit of the ground as an offering to Jehovah. And Abel also brought some of the firstlings of his flock and of their fat. And Jehovah looked favorably upon Abel and his offering, but for Cain and his offering he had no regard. Therefore Cain was very angry, and his countenance fell. And Jehovah said to Cain, Why art thou angry, and why is thy countenance fallen? If thou doest well, is there not acceptance? But if thou doest not well, does not sin crouch at the door? And to thee shall be its desire, but thou shouldest rule over it. Then Cain said to Abel and his brother, Let us go into the field. And while they were there in the field, Cain rose up against Abel his brother, and slew him. And when Jehovah said to Cain, where is Abel thy brother? He said, I know not. Am I my brother's keeper? From Genesis chapter 4, verses 3 through 9, the historical Bible. And the scribes and the Pharisees bring a woman taken in adultery, and having set her in the midst, they say unto Jesus, Teacher, this woman hath been taken in adultery in the very act. Now in the law Moses commanded us to sown such. What then sayest thou of her? And this they said, trying him, that they might have whereof to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down, and with his finger wrote on the ground. And when they continued asking him, he lifted himself, and said unto them, He that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. And again he stooped down, and with his finger wrote on the ground. And they, when they heard it, went out one by one, beginning from the eldest even unto the last. And Jesus was left alone, and the woman where she was in the midst. And Jesus lifted himself up and said unto her, Woman, where are they? Did no man condemn thee? And she said, No man, Lord. And Jesus said, Neither do I condemn thee. Go thy way, from henceforth sin no more. John chapter 8, verses 3 through 11. Every experiment by multitudes or individuals that has a sensual or selfish aim will fail. Emerson When you meet one of these men or women, be to them a divine man, be to them thought and virtue. Let their timid aspirations find in you a friend. Let their trampled instincts be genially tempted out in your atmosphere. Let their doubts know that you have doubted, 
and their wonder feel that you have wondered. Emerson But I still have a good heart, and believe in myself and fellow men, and the God who made us all. Robert Louis Stevenson 1. The Meaning of the Story of Cain In Arabia and Palestine today, as in the past, a man's prosperity or misfortune is universally regarded as the evidence of divine approval or disapproval. Even Jesus' disciples, on seeing a blind man by the wayside, raised the question, Did this man sin or his parents? Among the Arabs of the desert, the tribal mark, either tattooing or a distinctive way of cutting the hair, ensures the powerful protection of the tribe. Each tribesman is under the most sacred obligation to protect the life of a member of his tribe, or to avenge, if need be with his own life-blood, every injury done to him. Without the tribal mark, a man becomes an outlaw. Many scholars, therefore, think that the mark placed upon Cain was not primarily a stigma proclaiming his guilt, but rather a token that protected him from violence at the hands of Jehovah's people, and compelled them to avenge any wrongs that might befall him. In the light of these facts, would it not seem possible that Cain's character and conduct are the reason why his offering was not accepted? What is the meaning and purpose of Jehovah's question, Where is Abel thy brother? Is it probable that in the question, Am I my brother's keeper, the writer intended to assert the responsibility of society for the acts of its members? In China, where today, far more than in the West, there exists the responsibility of neighbors, those who fail to exert the proper influence over the character and conduct of a criminal neighbor often have their houses razed to the ground and the sites sown with salt. Is society responsible for producing criminals? How far am I personally responsible for my neighbor's acts? 2. The Making of a Criminal Paul said, All men have sinned. Are all men therefore criminals? What constitutes a criminal? Was Cain a criminal before he slew his brother? Legally? Morally? Was Cain's motive in the worship of God truly religious or merely mercenary? This portrait of Cain illustrates the fact that formal religious worship does not necessarily deter a man from becoming a criminal. Sometimes men prominent in religious work become defaulters or commit other crimes. Does this story suggest the fundamental reasons why great crimes are sometimes committed by religious leaders? The motive rather than the form is clearly one thing absolutely essential in religious worship. Was the slaying of Abel the result simply of jealousy, or a sudden fit of anger, or of gradual deterioration of character? Compare the gradual development of the criminal instincts in Shakespeare's Macbeth, Think of the different influences tending to make criminals. Most criminals are made before they reach the age of 21. The development of the criminal is the result either of wrong education or the lack of right education. Parents, by their failure to guard carefully their children's associates and to develop them in habits of self-control, respect for the rights of others, and a sense of social and civic obligation, are perhaps more than any other class responsible for the growth of criminals. In what ways does the state, through its negligence, also contribute to the making of criminals? 3. The Criminal's Attitude Toward Society Every criminal act is antisocial. Few, if any criminals, realize this fact. 
a superintendent of the Elmira Reformatory, after years of experience, said that he had never seen a criminal who felt remorse. While criminals usually regretted being caught, they always excused their crime. The criminal repudiates his social obligations, not acknowledging the fact that the basis of all society is the recognition of the rights of others. The thief often excuses his acts by asserting that society owes him a living. Is this position right, or do you agree with the following statement? The criterion of what is for the benefit of the community at large must be settled by the community itself, not by an individual. The citizen, then, may and must do what the community determines it is the best for him to do. He must stand in the forefront of battle, if so ordered. He must not do what the state forbids. He may be deprived of liberty and life, if he does. Jenks End of chapter 3, part 2. Recording by Tim Perkins of Sugarland, Texas.